State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Afrotech is a global gathering where inclusive tech companies meet innovators. It's the only tech event you need all year. Get ready for Afrotech 2023 in Austin, Texas, November 1st through the 5th. We built a whole template you can use to help you get your employer to sponsor your trip and enjoy experiences built for every stage of your career. Whether you're a college student looking for your next internship or if you're working in venture capital looking for your next business to invest in. And if you're looking for a co-founder or people to join your team, there's no better place to be. The massive corporate layoffs of 2022 and 2023 have affected our community in a big way. And Afrotech wants to help you get back on your feet with skill development, making it easier to switch industries if that's your route. And at Afrotech, you'll make connections to help you get your next opportunity. Visit Afrotech.com conference to learn more. I'm Will Lucas and this is Black Tech Green Money. Charles' beloved Kirkendall is the founder at R&B House Party. A unique party experience where R&B and gospel music are at the center, bringing the vibes as well as the nostalgia. Just recently, R&B House Party was acquired by Blavity Inc., which is also the parent company Afrotech, and is rebranded as Blavity House Party. 
Charles comes aboard as the general manager of community at Blavity, charged with creating even more experiences for us to connect globally around music, networking, and more. Previous to joining Blavity, Charles was also a recruiter and had leadership roles at companies like Facebook, Playverses, and Stripe. But by nightfall, he was back on the stage in every corner of the globe, curating R&B experiences. After being laid off earlier this summer, Blavity CEO Morgan DeBon sent him a DM that basically said, you don't have to live two separate lives. Come to Blavity. Yes, so um, in June of this year, just A, knowing what Blavity is, what has been built over time, you know, it just felt like, a blessing to to even be considered for for an opportunity to come join you guys in house um but the the novice thinking that <laughs> i had to to think that it was only going to be just for what i had proven to do from like a talent acquisition space to date um and not a product that you know we had been building myself and kareem over some years and have partnered successfully with blavity on for so many so many years um, so when it became clear that the opportunity that was being presented was an acquisition, I think that it, A, blew my mind, but B, put me and my business partner in a space to say, not only is this like incredible for, for us as founders, um, and what that looks like, but B, like to be able to join forces with this company, like this was the right company. So, um, it was really exciting and, and Suge Knight got it done. <laughs> <laughs> straight up. Straight up, because it's, it's so interesting to me because, you know, coming to Blavity, like my experience, like on day one, like being in Slack on this, on Blavity Slack, it's super black. And um, you get the memes, you get the jokes, like you get yeah. all the things. And you've talked about having the code switch in your corporate career. Yeah. So like, what, what has that experience been like knowing that you can bring your full self, you can be beloved over here? Yeah. Yeah, like it and the intriguing part is beloved is signed to Blavity now. <laughs> so I'm, really, I'm really my authentic self. Yeah. Uh but what what was interesting to me to see now having been a part of the company for going on a month was the incredible infrastructure that is built, the culture um that is built here. Um and I I'm just a fan. Like I'm in Slack and I'm even feeling like, hey, am I I'm too corporate? <laughs> <laughs> go dig up a meme um and it's really because people are just like being their authentic self the, the the level of depth of conversation that i've even seen take place on political issues and things and i i'm from chicago it's a place where hey mj said republicans and democrats buy shoes <laughs> <laughs> that is that is my line of thinking uh but to just see the depth of conversation that has taken place in this organization it's just been beautiful like people feel heard um it's just an incredible company like that is one of the things that i, I felt like i knew but i didn't really know until i joined 100 and um before we talk about the business i, I want to get into the beginning of your journey here because if anybody has seen you on stage they can tell that guy has directed a choir before and, and and you've talked about this and it makes me think uh, and i've said this before on this podcast my favorite quote from steve jobs which says you can't connect the dots looking forward you can only connect the dots looking backward and so when you look back at your life you can see that oh i now i know why i did that so i can do this and so can you talk yeah. about how that journey from being a kid in the black church directing the choir enables you to do what you do today no that's a great question and you know, I didn't realize 
and I won't say that I won't be a pastor. People are am on my comments <laughs> saying that that's inevitable. My future, I'm gonna be saying, my dad is a pastor. I'm leaving that all to him. But you know, directing the high school choir the entire time, and then going to college, uh, a primarily white institution who had a gospel choir and was able to like step in and lead that choir for another four years. I was heavy into like music production and. I thought I was gonna, you know, be a famous, I don't wanna say singer, cause I know people who could really sing, I'm not <laughs> that, but a famous background singer, like I knew my yeah, yeah. space. Um, and then I just let all of that passion and music, that love for bringing people together um, to the wayside, you know what I mean? I just attend church and the hecticness of our lives didn't allow me to like continue being a choir director. But who knew this medium of R&B music, you could still kind of like, bring that level of ministry and have people feel in the way that they feel leaving church, which is to be uplifted, which is to, you know, be inspired. And that is all that we were trying to do at the now, you know, formerly, I call myself the artist formerly known as <laughs> House Party. Um, and what we will continue to do um, through Blavity House Party, bring that level of inclusiveness and that level of community. So I didn't even know it that the, church was grooming this opportunity to kind of be in this seat of like a community gatherer or community organizer but i'm very thankful for that and be on key don't come to me <laughs> not because I, I will hear it i will correct you. somebody's off in soprano section so, uh, call, call them out. It's a soprano's flat <laughs> hey so so when i think about you know there's a story you told about having to learn how to host because it's one thing that's different about just being a hype man on stage and yelling out a bunch of cool stuff but learning how to actually create a narrative of the night create movement to the party can you talk to me about learning how to create these moments during a party? Because you found success where a lot of people have tried, they just party promoters and it's a lit party, yeah. but they have not been able to have the type of success you've had. Mm -hmm. So I really just replicated church. Um, and there's an arc to every church service. You have typically the beginning praise and worship and they set in the tune for like choir and then they're going up a notch. And then you get to the sermon, which again is high, but it's also low. But then they build up their sermon to end on like a crescendo of shouting, of praise, or the organ going, and then ties and offer makes you, you know, they, they, they end that on a high too. Oh, and then they get out of there. And so I was just over talking um, when I first started out. I did not understand how to translate this movement, which is choir directing, where I didn't have the microphone. Um, into where to pick my spots. And then that was when it became clear and I had hired previous hosts and I just felt like the vibe wasn't the same as when I did it. But then I had even like brought in artists and things and I didn't, I, I, in my opinion, the artists had done very, very well, uh, but patrons will respond on our page and say, hey, we prefer to party with just you. Then <laughs> that, that was a nice to have. And I was like, wait a minute. Okay, we really need to like lock in and understand what, this experience is for the people and continue and consistently deliver that. So what that ultimately looked like was us building a crescendo of moments, us taking you on a musical journey, not too, not certain songs too early. You know what I mean? It just build up to a point where we're doing that sing along, where we're on that nostalgic moment of you in your tens, your twenties of Terrence Jane Roxy on 106 and Park, or if you older like me, you know what I mean? Free and AJ yeah, on 106 yeah. and Park and all the songs that you have memorized. 
because we were all at home together, like bringing you to that moment and then, you know, get, getting you out of there on a high note, you know, going gospel. So it was important to like learn what that looked like and to understand that you could control the vibe of the party without speaking. Um, and that's when it went back to that choir director mindset. So I was like, pick your spots, let, let them do the talking. I, I choose to like pick and choose. Now it's about like 45 minutes that I'm really trying to heavily be on the mic. But early on, it's like greeting people like your ushers. I go around every party, you know, back when we were first starting out. And even now we still do it. My wife and I, we meet everybody. We say, thank you so much for coming out. The same way you would at church, make them feel welcome down home. Wow, this is, people don't ask me these questions, so this is great. Yeah. Um, but secondarily, we used to do it because we didn't want them to leave. Because if you had like a group of four that didn't think the party was going to be popping and they left, yeah. Woo, you, yeah, that's right. you, got, you got to keep the you need bodies to, in. Stay. Yeah. As a mechanism, but now it's just a, you set, you usher in feeling the vibe early on to get people to have self-facilitated parties. I love that because you know I'm, I'm one of those people when I go to an event, like I'm looking at the logistics, the inf I'm looking at the tresses that's holding the lights and you know mm -hmm. how they weren't in the wires, are the wires neat, mm -hmm. or are they just ran up there? And I was paying attention to you. I was on stage last year at Afrotech uh, for the Wale and Drew Hill. And so I'm watching you on stage and I'm paying attention to the level of excellence and perfection that you were operating in and there was as an attendee they wouldn't notice that a certain drop didn't land when you wanted it to land but i saw you oh. go off on the dj no no shade to the dj but i'm watching you like hear things and see you know things <laughs> i'm watching you like you know, getting ready to go in because you, you're noticing things. And, and I, this is going to lead to a question. I don't know what the question is, but I just want you to speak to this. Like, what are you yeah. seeing in or what are you feeling in the the space that says, you know what, bro, you got to feel me? Because there's, there's something about a preacher. Like, you got to know when the organ should drop and you got to know when the organ ain't supposed to drop. And Absolutely. so can you speak to this? Absolutely. So, you know, six or seven years into curating these spaces, like, it's to get to that point where you feel highly likely that almost every person, almost like every single person, almost every person in, in that event is gonna have a great time, that build up. You gotta hit the marks to get that build up, to build that nostalgia. Um, and so I, I'm extremely meticulous when it comes to that. And when we think about the future of Blavity House Party and the music festival, like even that Afrotech event that you're mentioning, I lost my voice. I was supposed to host yep. the entire night, but I couldn't. But it actually unlocked something that, you know, I hadn't leaned into heavily, which was like being an executive producer. I pretty much EP'd yeah. that event. Um, and now along with the Blavity team, we're excited to executive produce this festival for everybody that's locked into culture, that's locked into the musicality, musicality and the diverse, you know, plate of songs and artistry that we all have grown to love so that level of meticulousness that i was bringing to r&b house party like is the level of meticulousness that afrotech has with all of their yeah. events and the wale event this level of meticulousness that you have with this podcast 100%. and your hosting on stage so i think that we really really fit well with each other to you know understand the needs and put the people at the forefront it wasn't about my ego it was about making sure that we gave the people what they wanted when i would go off on it sorry 
No, I, 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 I don't remember the moment. I felt bad. Somebody was like, yo, you were going off. But if you were on stage, you saw it turn oh, I saw, oh, I saw it. I saw it. I fell for him a little bit. I'm like, but yeah, but he took it like a champ. He took it like a champ. <laughs> he's, he's used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and so one of the things, and I do encourage everybody who has not listened to the your, your podcast with Morgan DeBond on the journey, um, you sh- that you should go listen to that podcast because you, you talk about some things. I'm not going to step on those questions, but there are things I want to yeah. follow on to. But yeah. you talked about getting acquired and having to learn how to get acquired. And most people... If you ever get acquired, it happens once in your life. And so it's kind of one of those things that you got to do right. And you're only going to do it one time ever. And so how did you learn how to get acquired? So you were asking the right questions, the right call outs in the contract were picking your interest and et cetera. All right. So there we were cruising through the new open air zoo. When I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B E 
N. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. So first, I was respectfully smart enough to know what I did not know. And we put together, that's me and Kareem, my business partner for Army House Party, COO, a team. Uh, He has his MBA. I graduated, but we were like, no, 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 no. (laughs) We received what's called a due diligence checklist. And it was the most robust, in-depth, butt-naked document I have ever had to fill out (laughs) in my life. Like, you know, I actually got a chance to meet uh, Wasa, who is the chief business officer here, um, um, maybe a, a week into being acquired. And he was like, hey, Charles, nice to meet you. I said, no, it's not nice to meet you. You know everything about me. Short of my social security number, Wasa, we, you give me a hug. But that's the level of depth that you had to go into. And so the team that I put together, I'll give some specifics so people know, uh, my accountant played a huge role in the acquisition. Uh, my lawyer, um, my, my, my counsel played a huge role in the acquisition in terms of redlining and getting and explaining all of the legal terms from all the different contracting components. Um, and then I had an acquisition consultant who was able to do research um, on like what this acquisition looks like, what comps look like and all of that for us to be able to properly evaluate what we thought the brand was worth and the asset was worth. And then obviously we had conversations with Blavity about where they thought the asset was working, where it landed, and then coming to the middle of how we both can walk away from this feeling real good about moving forward. So you you had mentioned, you know, when you first started to broach these conversations, like your business was kind of all over, like your documents were all everywhere. Things were not because you weren't planning to be acquired. You weren't building a business to be acquired. Talk about talk about the bridge between having stuff all over the place to having it in a format that you can actually deliver it. Yeah, so the, the term is called data room. Um, and shout out to my accountant, Usayo, a big Apple account. He might've switched his name, but you can look him up, Usayo. <laughs> um, he had been preaching to me about a data room for multiple years, but being CEO slash host, which are two completely different hats, host side has me on the road, literally 70% of every weekend 
I will, and CEO side, the planning of the events, like I'm very, very, very much in the weeds from the experience standpoint as well. That type of stuff, I was like, ah, I don't really care. But when it came to, you know, a company doing their due diligence on you, I wish I would have cared when you told me to care two years ago and had that stuff in order and had all of our partners outlined and had all of our, you know, uh, P&L in order, gross versus net and all of that. What I really cared about, what my business partner really cared about was our net profit because that was what we were able to take home, our business partners, but gross top line, that is a very important metric uh, for companies. And we were oftentimes not, you know, leaning into doing things that were going to help us at the top line, but doing things that were going to, you know, help us from a net profit perspective. So just really understanding that balance uh, was something that we needed to do. And we just had to get our business in order very, 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 very quickly. The deal took place very quick, uh, but we were both motivated to make it happen. But I would just say, as somebody who's even starting out um, their entrepreneurial journey, hey, get your LLC now, get your business credit card now. Don't file your taxes as an individual, like have your entity separate from your person. It was a mess four or five years ago. Then it got better after yeah. I paid the government a lot of money, but it still wasn't to the level that it needed to be for like an acquisition. So um, I would just say, take care of your business. Yeah, um, you are very much R&B house party and therefore you are very much Blavity house party like you're it's kind of like the acquisition of a personal brand because you talked about when you were building r&b house party but pre that people were going to the party because they wanted to know if you were there and so when you're being acquired you know i've talked to so many founders who are who will talk about the dismay of being a part when you're the when you're the face of it how hard that is to sell it because you're a human being can you talk about and you still have other things. I mean, you've got, you know, for better, best podcast that you're still a personal brand. And so can you talk about the pathway for a very much a personality driven brand and in, in an acquisition type of landscape? Yeah. So I think that in the acquisition landscape, the personal brand, this actually worked in my favor. Um, and it worked in my favor because, you know, Blavity Morgan executive team could see me fitting into the culture. Um, if this was just going to be an asset purchase agreement, hard stop, thank you for what you did before. Now we take it to the next level independent of you. You know, that is what could have been the, the, the call out if the personality or the person didn't fit with the overall company's brand value. So I'm just appreciative and grateful that they saw, you know, who I was, you know, in my previous roles as a leader in tech across recruiting and the uh, partnerships. They saw that as a value as organization, how I operated um, as a CEO to manage my business and secure brand partnerships. And, you know, to, to Morgan's point, you say one of the hardest working people that she's met, which is a, a compliment, but, you know, it's second nature to me because I really, really care. I cared about all the things that I did. Um, in tech to enable people to get jobs. I cared about every experience that we curated um, with the R&B house party. And so it, was, it made a lot of sense to, to bring the person with the brand. Um, and I'm just really excited about what the future looks like, you know, now being under the umbrella. I feel like there's an army, you know what yeah. I mean? 100%. All aligned to create these experiences for people versus just me, my business partner, and, and the great, great, great team that helped build R&B house party. 
and, and now being the director of community at Blavity. So there, there had to be conversations around, okay, there's, there could be one day where Charles is not the guy out there on stage one day. So how do you continue to build this thing so where you're still a, so where you, you can build in the, in the interim, like this is based on Charles beloved, you know, mm-hmm. Dahl, but there's, there's a day two yeah. years, five years, 20 years away yeah. that it's not going to be yeah. Charles. Yeah, and that makes that makes a lot of sense. And it's already not Charles. This is Blavity House Party, yeah. um, and that even you know to some degree had to be an ego change. Like this, this is not Charles's baby anymore. This is Blavity House Party. We're opening up the demographic of you know people that fall under what we're looking for from our experiences from an inclusive standpoint. It was a silo community. Uh, that we were trying to really attract. Now we've opened that up and we think that with the things that we're able to to do, everybody can benefit and have a great time at the experiences that we ultimately curate. Uh, but in this seat now, as general manager community, it's really all about the community. It's about the community of DJs that exist uh, that we can amplify through the things that we do. It's the community of hosts uh, who have so many different styles that can add value to the events that we can, are about to do. It is the community of music and the diversity of music. I've been going and done events in Ghana. You got me feel like I'm preaching. <laughs> I told you I could build it up. You know what I mean? I'm a piano, the Afro beats, the, yeah. the reggae. My, my wife is, you know, from Antigua and Jamaica. Uh, what type of music do they love? Soca and all yeah, that. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm a novice. But <laughs> once you celebrate all of those cultures and the constructs, of what's to come, you know what I mean? But still having that R&B, you know, that's my bread and butter, that gospel, yeah. that's my bread and butter. We wanna open it up. And so I'm excited that in this role, you know, we will have the opportunity to ultimately um, create new avenues and highlight other people. It is no longer the beloved show. And I'm really excited about what that could look like. There's this quote I found that I'm gonna read back. And this is something you said a couple of years ago and it, and it wow. made sense because speaking to what we're talking about today and you said the biggest challenge that i've had to overcome was fear i think a lot of us myself included approach problems with a high level of caution when you overcome that fear and try something new you get a whole new perspective and a whole different set of learnings and options become available because you tried but if you just never actually step out on faith and actually do something well you already know what not doing looks like so overcoming fear is something very very hard to do that's something I you said. said. That? Yeah, yeah, you said that. You oh said wow! That. <laughs> chill, let me chill, let me chill. Wow. No, so you was, said that, that and so mm-hmm. I want to I want to bring that that quote up under the yeah. guise of getting acquired because there's you know you, when you're building a company, particularly a lifestyle thing, to where it's you, you may have some of your homies, some of your people that grew up with you, working mm-hmm. with you, and then somebody yeah. wants it. You're like, there's a part of you that's like that wants the bag, yeah. But there's also a part that's like romantic about the thing that you built. Mm-hmm. You're like, I, I, this is my baby, and so yeah. that fear comes. That what is that internal dialogue like? Where you're like, yeah, I, I, I like the number you presented me with, but mm-hmm. how am I going to let go of this yeah. thing? Mm-hmm. So to that end, it was important that I actually heavily leaned on where that initial quote came from, which is, you know, the birth of R&B House Party and the fear that came of doing something new or the fear that came with the career change from working in finance to, you know, taking an agency recruiter job that paid me less than my internships when I was, you know, five years into my career. 
I leaned on that. And, and, and it was, if we look at the brand five years from now, and I look at my career five years from now, I know what this path looks like. I'm in tech, I was laid off, but there were another roles. There were other opportunities that could come. You get, you know, your marginal increase in salary, you get a higher level, that equity package increases slightly. Uh, but then there was like this other path of being a PL owner, being general manager of community, doing things that are literally the most authentic to the 24-hour Charles of the entire day and learning under the tutelage of a Morgan DeBond and a Simone White and you know, being on the back end of Afrotech that I love as a product. Like, what does five years of that look yeah, like? Yeah. And so I personally hate when people say, it wasn't about the money. That, let me be very <laughs> clear. I will never fix my mouth to say that. But the value prop for me, for us to be able to get to the finish line, was the money honestly was secondary for me. What, what me and my business partner were extremely after was knowing like, hey, there's some point we're not going to be able to do this experience in the way that it was. Um, and that means it's either going to phase out. That means that we're going to have to shift it. But there was a shift that was going to need to ultimately take place. And what better way for that to have taken place than an opportunity for our community to be able to get this experience on a 10x level of a music festival. Um, and then secondarily, from a career side, the role was just literally from day one, the minute that you mentioned it, where I saw it as the next step for my life, my career. That, the role was a yes from the first call. Yeah. It was getting through all the other pieces. So talk talk to me about you said this deal happened quick. So talk to me like what like what the milestones look like when you're putting when, from that first DM to the day where you both signed off. What is that? What do those mile markers look like? Yeah. So initially, you know, the conversation and it was like, OK, we're, we're going to figure this out. I'll introduce you to my chief business officer, Wasa. And then he sent the due diligence checklist. So I was like quiet quite quiet on social for a while, but because I was literally putting in 24 hour days to get all of that stuff together. So it took about a week um, of many sleepless nights in my accountant, myself, my business partner, our um, consultant to figure out um, all the documents that needed to be in place to be able to present back so that uh, Blavity could then do their due diligence to see if this was something that they did actually want. Um, and so went through that, the NDA, um, and then from that point, we were able to now try to transition into actually determining what the value of the asset was in negotiations. Um, negotiations took a while because this was quite the complex deal. A, because it was going to include an employment contract for me, meaning that there was not going to be Charles doing his tech job. And then this on the side, this was now going to be my full-time role. I have a lot of things happening as Charles Beloved, the influencer. Um, and then there was a separation that needed to take place between Charles Beloved, the talent, and Charles Beloved, the host of r House Party, in which I used r House Party interchangeably with myself since I went to every event. Under the construct of the now Blavity House Party, my role is to produce it, but not necessarily be talent at it. And so we had to like segment those two and then price out what that looked like, and then the asset outside of me being a talent. So it was extremely complex to make all these different pieces uh, make sense. And that part probably took an additional week and a half. Um, but we were, 
I mean, Morgan was working 24-7. Wasa was working 24-7 because I would take me a few days to come back. And I'm sure she was like, what's taking so long? <laughs> Without texting me, but just like, bro, what's up? And I'm trying to get advice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're creating this document. Um, and then once we actually got to it, uh, the, the actual negotiations happened very, very fast because we were both motivated. She understood what the value prop of, you know, I was trying to get for myself and my shareholder, Kareem, um, as well as, you know, understanding what the future needed to look like for us to still be incentivized to, to build this into what we think it has potential to be. Um, then everything worked out, but we just had to be silent because we had to do a, it was a press release. So I was actually like there working already. No one knew. She was like, Charles, please do not yeah. go around telling people until the press release. So then when I was able to have it, it was, it was a exciting day. One more piece though, is that, you know, I think we undervalued or didn't really put enough stock into what people would think about about this collaboration coming together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was a great call, not just personally, but for the brand and for the people and for our, you know, the people that we serve, which is our patrons, but it was a lot of positive feedback about a black owned entity, acquiring another black owned entity, about what collaboration looks like. Uh, promoters thinking of saying, hey, there's a new pathway that we didn't even know existed for the things that we're building uh, from people. I mean, it, it blew my mind how positive people felt about it. And obviously I'm sure some people that was like, no, a horrible idea. And I, and I get that, but you know, we're excited for the opportunity to try and prove that this was the right call um, as people were saying. Afrotech is a global gathering where inclusive tech companies meet innovators. It's the only tech event you need all year. Get ready for Afrotech 2023 in Austin, Texas, November 1st through the 5th. We built a whole template you can use to help you get your employer to sponsor your trip and enjoy experiences built for every stage of your career. Whether you're a college student looking for your next internship or if you're working in venture capital looking for your next business to invest in. And if you're looking for a co-founder or people to join your team, there's no better place to be. The massive corporate layoffs of 2022 and 2023 have affected our community in a big way. And Afrotech wants to help you get back on your feet with skill development, making it easier to switch industries if that's your route. And at Afrotech, you'll make connections to help you get your next opportunity. Visit afrotech.com conference to learn more. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. Oracle.com slash strategic. It's, you've used the phrase here on that, you know, Blavity bought an asset. You, and you've not said Blavity bought a company. Can you talk about the difference between buying the assets and buying a company, which Blavity didn't do? Yeah. So when Morgan mentioned my business was all over the place, we had two LLCs that kind of, I want to say, co-managed the brand of R&B House Party, which made it a little bit more difficult. So we have the Quest LLC, which Kareem and I started, um, and we use that as the housing for R&B House Party. Um, I also have Charles Kirkendall LLC, which ultimately we pivoted R&B House Party to, but I was operating all of my individual Charles Beloved things out of that LLC. So the money without her, you know, spilling my dirty laundry was all mixed in because I had influencer stuff, brand partnerships. I had hosting stuff, yeah. <laughs> stuff and R&B house party revenue all going into, you know, the same LLC. So that would have been a purchase um, of the company, Charles Kirkendall LLC. And she said, I don't want that. Let's be very clear. But the asset purchase agreement was um, like the logo purchasing the, uh, licensing, the email listserv, purchasing our website domain. So just all things that were R&B house party specific that could be transferred of ownership is what ultimately the APA asset purchase agreement was was, was purchasing. I love that. Um, elephant in the room is how you guys are friends, you know? And so how do you go to the negotiating table against somebody that, you know, previous pre-pregnancy like you might have a drink with and you know what i mean and so like <laughs> you know like how do you do that yeah um a, it was it was very tough i know 
I had a lot of frustrating days. I'm sure she had a number of frustrating days. And, you know, working with friends is always like, what's the word? Um, a touchy, touchy topic or maybe even discussing something that you should not do. Um, I actually disagree with that for a number of reasons, but primarily I think that doing business with your friends when you both have integrity and high moral compass and you know have a shared vision is the greatest. Kareem is my business partner and also my best friend and we have operated great and sure we get frustrated with each other. <laughs> that, that makes sense. And so in my operatings with Morgan, it wasn't like this is the first thing that we ever did together. We have four years of partnering with Blavity and R&B House Party as entities also seeing success with the collaborations, but also going through the growing pains of the yeses, the noes, the disappointment. And so um, I think from my own personal purview, Morgan has always had my best interest at heart. Now in this deal, she had Blavity's best interest at heart, but I could not lose sight of that every single thing that we have done as business entities, as Blavity, and this R&B house party has benefited me exponentially. So I knew the collaboration would work and just understanding like, hey, it was never a Charles Morgan thing. It was a business thing and a business thing. Um, and that was how we were able to get to the table and, and work together. But our moving forward relationship, I have worked with all the personalities you could possibly think of. And Morgan is a phenomenal CEO. I'm excited to learn so much from her and the other executives in this organization. Uh, but we we keep the friendship separate. We we get frustrated with each other. More, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you an example. Morgan had asked RB House Party, let's just say Blabby asked RB House Party to produce happy hours in the pandemic at three different times across three different locations. And I, I was this is what I need to 3 p.m. LA, 5 p.m. Chicago. 6 p.m. New York, exact same time, same video needed to play in three different days. I said, she's nuts. I said, said, this is crazy. And so I referenced that like she's a visionary. I believe in doing the work and together we're going to be able to make anything come to life with the goal of benefiting uh, the community. 100%. And so, you know, I've heard these stories of tech companies particularly, but companies in general, when they get acquired, they call these big all hands meetings, get everybody in the room so everybody can hear it, the whole staff can hear it. And then there's questions about what, okay, what happens to us based on, you know, this, us selling to yeah. this other thing. What happens to the team that you built? Yeah, that's great that you asked that. Um, and so from an ownership perspective, you know, I was an owner along with my wife and then Kareem, equity owner, he started a sweat equity and earned the opportunity to be a partner of R&B House Party and just a strong business mind, Michigan MBA, owner of a, you know, a Chick-fil-A. He's just a phenomenal guy. And I couldn't have gotten to this point without him. So I want to say that. Now, R&B House Party is the DJs, is the team that has just helped us get to this point. Um, and so while they were not a part of the acquisition in terms of like becoming employees of Blavity, I think the opportunities for them with me in this community role are endless. Uh, you know, the number of events that we could do, the visibility of those events go 10x. So when you think about, you know, having the stage of 2,300 people at Drew Hill versus having the stage of 10,000 plus, I'm going to say plus, at the music festival, we're able to further amplify their work. The photographers, hey, you you only doing the 17 events a year 
that you know I can do on the weekends. Yeah. Now you can do Afro text. You can, you know what I mean? So it's just way more opportunity for me to be able to bring them along in this seat without it getting to a stop date of just saying, hey, I no longer want to do this. This is the end. Like the opportunities for the team are endless and to amplify the amazing things that they were doing for R&B House Party. Now they could do it for Blavity House Party and maybe even for all these other brands that we're going to bring in to be a part of this ecosystem and community. If, if you hadn't lost your job, would you have considered an acquisition? Yes. Absolutely. I absolutely would have considered an acquisition. Um, I did... I do not know that I would have wanted to do the full time things. Everyone asked me, they were like, okay, we see the trajectory of R&B. This is the law pushing you to do R&B house party full time. And every time somebody said that, I said, absolutely not. Because I love what my role was at my previous company. Mm. I love the career that I had in tech. So this was very unique for me to be able to still essentially do that but on the other side not the client side but on the afrotech side to create these experiences to assist in getting people jobs and creating the spaces for all of that to take place that's what i love it did not feel like work to me and so i still get that aspect um plus being able to do the event stuff for r&b or now black house party and so when I tell you it was divine alignment for this to have been the opportunity for this to have been the company, because if it were another company that was interested, I probably would have been open to selling the asset, but not like working there full time. I wanted to work here. It was very clear. I was like, well, Simone, <laughs> Morgan, what we doing outside? You actually posted a photo from old last Afrotech yeah. video, because um, I actually took the photo of all of you all. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lay and I had FOMO sitting there. Wow. I had FOMO because I'm still while I wasn't in the photo. I'm not a Blavity employee, but yeah. I was the one that took the photo. That's right. And I'll dab those my homies. So yeah. I'm working yeah. with the all here. We all here. I'm excited, man. <laughs> and so I think this is a good time to bring to bring up Queen Shireen because the the partnership there and you guys have talked about this on your podcast you know for better or best and i think it's important and there's something here because you know i wouldn't be at blavity afrotech if it wasn't for my wife and so when i went to my second afrotech i took my wife with me because i'm like you've got to see this thing and at the end of it she's like wonderful great all the things you should not come back unless you're on stage and i'm like how am i gonna get on that stage and so to make a long story short, I'm like, all right, but challenge accepted. That's what she said. I'm going to figure it out. So I put a picture of that, that last Afrotech on my vision board. And every day I woke up and I saw the thing on my dresser. And I said, by the time they open up speaker proposals, I'm going to apply. When they put up the speaker proposals, I actually got an email and said, hey, we actually want you to run it. And so I wouldn't have had the vision if my wife hadn't called that out. And you talked about your journey like your wife saw it in she saw r&b house party in you before you saw it and therefore you're here now doing blavity house party so can you talk about the importance of that partnership and what it brought out of you yeah so i would just say a having a partner whether that is through marriage or friendship that's able to see your blind spots um because it was a blind spot for me to know that I could monetize my energy. That's mm. literally what 
R&B house party was, was a monetization of the energy that I bring into the world. Um, and I was going to other people's events, literally going viral on Snapchat and whatever medium was popping at that time. Like this guy's in the circle dancing, doing all of the chicken <laughs> heads and all of that. Um, and she's like, you're going to these other people's events and making a pop and the promoters like, are you coming? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Making sure you're in the building because the party's on another level when you're in the building, you need to create your own. Um, and so that blind spot and being able to listen to it, being able to have a partner that say, hey, we willing to put up our money. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, the first time we did it, you know, we just got $5 ahead. But when it came to touring, when it came to expansion, it was out of our personal savings account. We saving for we saving for our homes. We are, you know, uh, having kids and having a partner that really truly believed in what it was that she had built with me um, was key. And when we get to you know the partnerships with Afrotech and things of that nature, it was like, hey, she put the battery in my back to be able to take risks and be comfortable with risks. She works every day. She's genuinely a queen. She's a boss. Even when I was let go on a random, you know, Wednesday in June, I didn't think about, thank God, about us, you know, losing our house or anything. This this woman go to work every day. Yeah. She getting yeah. paid. <laughs> cool. Let me just figure it out. I didn't have to worry. And so that's just truly, truly, truly a blessing. Um, and without her, none of this is possible. I can't travel 17 weekends, 20 weekends out the year without someone taking care of managing our children and managing our household. And she does that on top of her job. So I spoil her as best I possibly can. She says this money is her. This asset money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going that far now, Will. <laughs> but she absolutely deserves it. I would say that. 100%. So I want to end this uh, talking about where Blavity House Party is going, but I'm going to preface it with something you've said before, and I love it because our generation has not had its own time joiner. And, and I think that's a beautiful thing that you've had that vision for yourself. Like, you know, I want to get bigger than just parties. I want to do cruises. I want to do concerts, yeah. series, all these things. And this provides that jet fuel. So where is Blavity House Party going? And where's the community of Blavity going to? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the goals of Blavity House Party is to celebrate culture and connect communities. Um, and that mission statement that has yet to roll out publicly, which you all will see soon, is because that is the ultimate goal. It's not about us. It's really about we. Um, and there are, you know, a lot of festivals, events on the market, and they're all phenomenal. I go to them, but we're excited to kind of step into that space as well and bring something new with a different value proposition, a unique market positioning uh, to this space um, and a space for everybody. And so what we're trying to do is, again, that musical diversity that makes everybody feel inclusive, that celebrates all the different you know, makeups and, and, and backgrounds of a community. I've always, from a recruitment perspective, and, and that's like my subject matter expertise, to say, hey, it's diversity of ethnicity, but it's diversity of thought. I'm from the shy. You're from Toll House. Talk to me. Toledo. Uh, uh, yeah. Toledo, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you from yeah. Toledo. Um, and we have so have different minds, um, even under this ecosystem of having some familiarity. Um, and so it's just exciting to be able to build forth that. Um, and across these tentpole moments that we have grown to love and enjoy NBA all-star games, we're talking about sports, Grammys, we're talking about music, um, potentially art balls, we're talking about art and fashion. We're able to curate this experience 
that is about you, that is about inclusiveness in the ecosystem that's already created the things that, you know, this broader demographic is excited about. So we're excited to just keep it about the community, about the people and create this music festival. And then this roadmap of times that we can have touch points um, and just have self-facilitated. Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. And it's produced by Morgan DeBon and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Sarah Ergen and Rose McLucas. Special thank you to Micah Davis, Vanessa Serrano, and Maya Muldrew. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. Enjoying Black Tech Green Money? Share this with somebody. Go get your money. Peace and love. Afrotech is a global gathering where inclusive tech companies meet innovators. It's the only tech event you need all year. Get ready for Afrotech 2023 in Austin, Texas, November 1st through the 5th. We built a whole template you can use to help you get your employer to sponsor your trip and enjoy experiences built for every stage of your career. Whether you're a college student looking for your next internship or if you're working in venture capital looking for your next business to invest in. And if you're looking for a co-founder or people to join your team, there's no better place to be. The massive corporate layoffs of 2022 and 2023 have affected our community in a big way. And Afrotech wants to help you get back on your feet with skill development, making it easier to switch industries if that's your route. And at Afrotech, you'll make connections to help you get your next opportunity. Visit Afrotech.com conference to learn more. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects and old to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. 
You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.